I am Sarah Rainey, world traveler, speaker, author, and travel concierge. Over the years, I have lived a life full of passion and adventure through travel. Today, it is more important than ever to learn the secrets to creating a dream vacation. There is one thing you cannot get back, and that is time, so don't waste it. As your travel advocate, I want to share with you the secrets that I have learned over the years. Skagway, the wild child. Now step back in time and experience what it was like during the 1897 Krondike Gold Rush, also referred to as the Alaska-Yukon Gold Rush era. Skagway is a compact city in southeastern Alaska, set along the popular cruise route, the Inside Passage. It is home to the Gold Rush era buildings, now preserved as part of the Krondike Gold Rush National Historical Park, the White Pass and Yukon Route. Railroad runs vintage locomotives past the infamous Dead Horse Trail and offers sweeping mountain views during its climb toward Canada. It is also famous for the Chilico Trail, nicknamed the Golden Staircase, which I will talk about in a future podcast. Now, Skagway, with a population of around 1,000 people, is located at the end of the longest, deepest fjord in North America, and the melting of the glaciers has created some of the most beautiful scenery in the world. Since it has only 26 inches of rainfall a year, Skagway is the driest city in Inside Passage, which is also called Southeast Alaska. Now, why is this important? Skagway is in the tropical Tongass National Rainforest and would be a desert compared to other towns such as Kitchikan, where it rains 222 days a year. Skagway and neighboring Haines are the only two towns in the Inside Passage you can reach by road. All others are reachable only by boat and plane. The locals know how to entertain you. They take you back to the Gold Rush era through their stories and period costumes. These are the families of the original 1897 gold miners. So when they tell a story, it is one handed down in their family. Don't be surprised if you see a cowboy or perhaps a madam. Just follow them and you will be amazed at all the history there is to see. The oldest building is the founder of Skagway, Captain William Moore. It is located next to his second home on 5th Avenue. Now, Cap, the Moore cabin, which was probably built probably about 1887, somewhere in that territory, is a small, typical log cabin, but there is nothing inside. I, I found it quite eerie to look into. Next to it is the newer Moore House, which is furnished in period art and Victorian furniture. The famous piano where the Alaska song was written is also found there. It is open most of the day, free, because it's run by your National Park Service, and most of the museums and places to see are either free or very reasonably priced. Here you will also find Molly Wells' Children Park. What a fabulous story Molly has. And lots of other historical buildings. Also, there is a bathroom located next to the park across from Nellie Cushman's, who was famous for her hospitality and her wonderful pies. There are several museums that are inexpensive or free. Each are within walking distance of the pier each with its own story. 
Remember, this is a very small town and very easy to walk around in. And since it is with the National Park Service, again, a lot is free and or very reasonable. You can pick up a free walking map at the National Park Service. It is at the Arctic Brotherhood Hall, which was built in 1899. It is covered with about 9,000 pieces of driftwood and is an example of rustic architecture. The building that says Camp Skagway and has AB on it. You will only find privately owned restaurants. If you get hungry, you can either go back to the ship or eat great pizza at the Haunted Red Onion Saloon. Great food and atmosphere. While there, take a tour of the brothel and see if you can see Lydia's ghost. If so, say hello. I have been told that the employees say good morning and good night to her every day. Now let's get back to the gold rush. The Krondike Gold Rush was a migration by an estimated 100,000 prospectors to Dawson City at Krondike River in the Krondike region of the Yukon in the northwestern Canada between 1896 and 1899. But only 30,000 made it to the Yukon area through Skagway, Chilliku Trail, or Daye on the Dead Horse Trail, now the White Pass Railroad Tour. Very few ever discovered gold. Gold was discovered by local miners. My favorite story is about the Indian princess who on her honeymoon with her brother and husband discovered gold. Now, Kate was an Indian Tadish princess living in the Yukon Territory of Canada. She was the sister-in-law and widow of George Carmack's brother. When her sister died, it was arranged by the chief's family for her to marry or to marry the sister of your deceased wife. Oof, that is hard to think about. On her honeymoon, Kate, along with her husband George and her brother Jim, went to the Yukon Goldfields, where according to some records, Kate was one who discovered the gold. However, being a native, she could not own property, so according to records, the discovery was registered to her husband, George. Big mistake. Now, honestly, what else could she have done other than go out and look for gold? They were all sleeping in the same tent. Yike. And not to mention, they were wearing the same clothes day after day. Kate and George had one child, Gracie, which was delivered as, as Indian custom in a tent outside of the family home. On July 17, 1897, Kate and George and 66 other filthy-smelling miners arrived in Seattle on board the SS Portland with around a million and a half in gold nuggets. The word got around and the stampede started. The reason why they were filthy is because at that time, people wore the same clothes for months at a time, and in the wintertime, it was too cold to bathe or to wash clothes. Now, the publicity and the lifestyle in Seattle was too much for Kate, and she was drinking heavily and ended up in jail on a nuisance charge. Now, George did bail her out. I believe the cost was $3.75. Like in a lot of marriages, life was not as great as it looked. One night, the miners staying in the Seattle hotel woke up to a loud fight. When they opened the door, they found Kate on top of George trying to strangle him. This time, George sent Kate and Gracie, their daughter, to his sister Rose in San Francisco. 
To make a long story short, while Kate was in San Francisco, he found a American American woman. Now, Kate did fight for her share of their estate, which would have been around $750,000. However, because she was married in Tadish Indian tradition and not white tradition, she died penniless in 1920 in a small cabin in the Yukon Territory where she was born. She was only 63 years old. Now, according to what history says, out of the fortune dug out of the Krondike, she may have received a lifetime total of $500. Now, George's new bride, Marguerite LeMay, was often referred to as a prostitute. Oh, did I forget to tell you, Gracie, George, George and Kate's daughter married Marguerite LeMay's brother. Now, she dies in 1963 and in Los Angeles, California. However, according to the dictionary, she was married to a guy by the name of Rogers at that time. Talk about a reality show. Yike. Back to July 17, 1897. When Kate and George and 66 other filthy-smelling miners arrived in Seattle on board the SS Port and the word got around, and it triggered a stampede would be prospectors. Most of the ones who became wealthy were those who provided services to gold miners, such as John Nordstrom, Nellie Cashman, Jack London, Wyatt Earp, and Hollywood's Alexandra Pentagius, not to mention the infamous Snow Soapy Smith and the Birdman of Alcatraz, and so many more. Let's don't forget truly amazing gold rush dogs that made a name in history, such as Patsy Ann, Baldy, Togo, and Nero, to name a few. In future podcasts, I will be telling you about my favorite amazing characters of, a, of the Alaska Gold Rush. Every one of these famous and infamous men, women, and children, and dogs all deserve recognition for their effort to make money during the 1897 depression that hit the rest of the United States and drove so many people to find gold, yet so few did and so many died trying. Thank you for tuning into my podcast today. I invite you to visit my blog on sarahrainey.com. And if you would like information on having me be a guest speaker at your next event, please visit livingalifeofpassionandadventure.com. Until next time, this is Sarah Rainey, your travel concierge.